When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. According to the CDC, while the teen birth rate has been on the decline since 1991, in the U.S., teen birth rates are substantially higher than in other Western industrialized nations. With statistics demonstrating racial, ethnic, and geographic disparities, social determinants of health, such as low education and low household income levels, are noted as most likely contributors to the variation in teen birth rates. As well, in certain environments and settings, teens are also at higher risk, with the CDC confirming that on average, young women living in foster care are more than twice as likely to become pregnant than young women not in foster care. With the implications of teen pregnancy spanning beyond the individual parties, their families, and their local communities, according to the CDC, teen pregnancy accounts for more than $9 billion per year in cost to U.S. taxpayers. These associated costs can be attributed to amplified health care and foster care needs, increased incarceration rates among children of teen parents, and the overall lost tax revenue relative to the lower educational attainment and income of teen mothers. Data demonstrates that pregnancy and childbirth are significant contributors to high school dropout rates among girls, with only about 50% of teen mothers receiving their high school diplomas by age 22. This figure, in comparison to the nearly 90% of teenage girls who had not been pregnant or given birth during adolescence, who successfully received their high school diplomas. Today's guest is a teen parent advocate and three-time best-selling author, social impact filmmaker, and executive producer. She is also someone who knows the difficult realities of teen pregnancy very personally. With hardship and instability serving as her motivation, on a steadfast mission to help displaced teen moms keep their babies through non-stigmatized support, advocacy, and parenting education, she created and launched Purposely Chosen Inc. in 2006 and now offers help, hope, and healing to displaced minor parents. Here with us to discuss more about her mission to support and advocate for pregnant and parenting teens, we have author and advocate and the founder and executive director of Purposely Chosen Inc., Dr. Jaytana Maddox. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, Drayton Maddox. How are you doing today? I am well. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. We're glad to have you. So um, 
one of the things we like to do on the show is start at the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I mean the very beginning. So um, let's tell the story leading up to uh, what influenced you to launch Purposely Chosen. Ooh, all right. So um, that story, so my mother um, died by suicide when I was four years old and mm -hmm. I had a 10 year span of consistency where I would say a stable home with my grandmother from age four to 14. And at 14, she suddenly died. I was at school uh, preparing for my ninth grade graduation, came home and she was already gone. So it left me in a situation with family members who didn't want to care for a rebellious teenager. Um, at that point, I had hated life and everything in it. And so um, I found myself homeless at that point. So from 14 to 15, I was, you know, couch surfing. And if you know anything about couch surfing, you can only stay at people's houses for about two weeks before they get annoyed with you because they don't like their life to be disrupted. So right. out the window I would go and, and next house to next house. And then at 15, I found myself in a position where I was in a home where with a lady a black lady in the community who took me in and said that I could stay, but I had to go to school. I had to work, um, pay a utility bill and um, $100 a month for rent. And so I'm good. I'm now getting back in school. I'm reunited, you know, ignited about being in, in high school again. Um, I had dropped out in the early part of 10th grade. And so I'm good to go. And a few weeks into it, found out that I was pregnant. And she said that, um, you know, I said, you can come. I didn't say you can bring no babies. And so I asked her like right away, so what am I gonna do? And she said, you can leave here, which meant for me back into the homeless situation, couch surfing, um, or you can get rid of it. And those were the only two options that she had given me because those were the only two options that she knew of. And so I made a 15 year old decision to terminate the life of my child um, and continue on with school in what I considered a stable environment at that time. Went on with my life, had many successes, um, became a nurse, um, LVN first, into RN. Um, you know, I thought I was in my, my career with working with neonatal, in the neonatal intensive care unit with premature babies. And so I'm really doing my thing only to find out that um, something was missing in me. And so went to USC, added social work to what I was doing, um, you know, ended up with a new title, professional title called nurse social work practitioner. I'm good to go, but through internships and new work experiences, found myself getting ready to open a home for what I thought homeless youth. That was the, the deal, because I thought that was a safer conversation, the abortion conversation I had not had with anybody. And so I went on and then they right when I wrote the program, they told me that they no longer had a need for that program and that there was a new needs assessment that came out and that I needed to review that. Uh, I was devastated, but when it, I got it in hand, I opened it, and the only home that they needed was a home for pregnant and parenting teens in our particular area. And I knew at that point that purpose and pain and all of that stuff was colliding, mm -hmm. and that it was time to tell my story, and it was time for me to give back to a population that I was very familiar with. And my mission of my organization is to help teen moms keep their babies essentially by any means necessary 
but you'll never have to choose to terminate the life of your kid for a roof over your head. That's not going to be, that's, you don't have to do that. And so, so I'm that so, resource now. So what are some of the things that you do at uh, Purposely Chosen? Tell us a bit more about the uh, organization. So we have maternity homes okay. for pregnant and parenting teens who are in the foster care system. So they they are in the foster care system because they are abused and or neglected. That's why they're in that system. And then somewhere along the line, um, you know, social determinants of health and all the things that lead us to, um, you know, social problems, they end up pregnant. And so now they don't have any place to go because traditional foster homes usually or typically don't take pregnant teens um, because they have to serve the teen mom and the baby. And so we have maternity homes. So we have two in the Inland Empire of SoCal. And, um, and so this is where they live. And so they go to school, they get mental health services there. Um, they get parenting classes. If they have any substance abuse, they get that, uh, those classes and those um, treatment programs and anything, you know, diapers, wipes, like all of the things that you need to be a parent mm -hmm. and to be supported. We provide that with a full staff that is there to support them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So um, you, you've touched on it and we touched on it in the introduction as well, that there are some larger implications for teen pregnancies. Like there's a ripple effect. And for those who might be listening today who don't um, have a teenage daughter or, you know, uh, this is not a problem that sits directly in their lap. How, let, let's paint this picture for them. How might this affect society as a whole? Oh, well, most people, the argument that I get a lot is that um, there's a lot of money for, say, teen pregnancy prevention type mm -hmm. programs and services. And so, you know, ultimately, you don't want your teen um, pregnant. But I, I give this scenario all the time. I never intended on getting pregnant at 15 years old, right? That's just a level of ignorance that you, you know, you're just a teenager, right? And you're, you're, you're in a situation. For me, I was in a situation with a person who was much older than I was, but he was supporting me at the time, right? I'm homeless, right? And so he becomes that support. But in most conditions, it is poverty. It is poverty that drives these conditions. I believe poverty is the breeding ground for all social problems. And so traditionally, when I'm, I'm talking about this, I'm always trying to remind people that Usually when you're, you're talking about teenage girls, you know, you have a, a single mom or single household, right? These are these bigger problems that's happening. Mm -hmm. Single mom working two jobs, right? And so she comes home in between these jobs just to get sleep. The teenage girl is usually at home taking care of the younger siblings. The moment she gets out, she's out and about in the apartment complex or in the neighborhood um, and hanging out and finds herself in a situation where she gets pregnant. So then you have this problem, you know, uh, of whether or not who's going to care for this child. And then, um, you know, in black families, a lot of you already have small kids. You don't want your teenage daughter adding to that situation. So sometimes they get kicked out in that in that situation. But that's not the only problem. We have human trafficking, which is a huge problem here in America and abroad where you have human trafficking. And most of the, you know, the girls that I serve, I would say 90 percent of the girls that I serve, um, have some human trafficking or sex trafficking involvement. And so with that, they get pregnant by either the John or they get pregnant by their pimp. 
um, a lot of abuse situations, a lot of incest um, that I find, you know, with the girls that I serve. So the problem is, is huge. The question is, um, in society, who's going to foot the bill? Um, $9.4 billion each year is allocated to serving pregnant and parenting teens. Um, and so we're going to pay for it one way or the other. Um, supporting them when, when it happens will prevent further, let's say, CPS involvement with that child and the baby. And so uh, we have an obligation, I believe, to provide some type of support to prevent even secondary pregnancies, right? So the problem goes on and on. There's so many things that happen with a pregnant teen, um, housing, transportation, childcare, like all of the social determinants you'll find with a teen parent. A parent. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. We are here today with author and advocate, the founder and executive director of Purposely Chosen Inc., Dr. Jaytana Maddox, discussing teen pregnancy and her mission to resource, support, and advocate for pregnant and parenting teens. 
So you've been doing this for over 15 years now. Um, what, what sort of impact and growth have you uh, seen with Purposely Chosen Inc.? Well, so, you know, the statistics say that over 50% of the girls that get pregnant will not graduate high school. I have a 95% um, high school graduation rate with my girls. My young moms are excellent parents. Um, I make two promises if they follow the program. And one is that you'll walk out with your baby in tow, meaning you don't have any CPS involvement with your child. And another is that um, you will graduate high school and have a path to a career, whether it's, you know, taking a vo the vocational route or whether it's you choose college, because if they're in foster care, then their college is paid for. And so those are the opportunities that we give them. So how about this? Um, you know, we, we touched on it a bit already, but teen pregnancy is, is obviously it's a, a significant issue. It's not insignificant for our community, but for us as individuals, um, it might not be something that we're dealing with on an individual basis or in, our, in every single particular family. So what can we do as individuals to help these circumstances or, or, or rather, uh, how can we contribute in a meaningful way to uh, create some effective solutions in our communities? Take everybody out of poverty. <laughs> give everybody a living wage <laughs> where they're able to be at home and support their kids and, and you know, keep, uh, um, you know, black families together. Um, stop incarcerating our black males so much so that they're able to be in homes. Um, I was a part of I just got my doctorate degree um, not too long ago. And in that program, one of the the one of my colleagues started a, a national black. Um, it's a sorority. Uh, an issue, you know, that's exactly what it is, a sorority for black fathers. And so getting these these men connected, um, fix the problem with human trafficking. It's so available. It's not just, you know, it's the young guys that are trafficking these girls right now because it's easy money and they can do it from online service, you know, online. You can do it. It's an app. Right. And so but that comes like the, the whole thing. Like, I don't believe, like I had goals as a kid, right? Like I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a nurse. Like I had all these big dreams, but when I found myself in a situation where I wasn't in a stable home, my home was not stable. And so now I'm homeless. I'm finding myself in these situations. Had I had a stable home, I wouldn't have found myself in that, right? And right. so it's, it's like, we have to really take a deeper look into it but when we do, we're going to have to address the bigger problems and sure. the bigger problems are the social determinants that put our black families um, in these positions in the first place. Because the, 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 there's a low percentage rate from two parent households where there's a loving father relationship with the child and a loving relationship with a supportive mom in the household. There's not a lot of those kids that get pregnant. It is the ones that are latchkey kids, right? Are the ones who don't have stable households that you find um, that have this high percentage rate of pregnancy. Not just here, everywhere. India, Africa, it's the same thing, same problem all over the globe. Now, um, 
you've branched beyond the nonprofit space into formal counseling, uh, as well as filmmaking. We touched on that a bit. Um, talk to us more about some of the other endeavors that you've brought to life and, and are currently engaged in. Ooh, it's a lot. <laughs> so currently I'm a professor. I just took that job. So I'm a professor now at California Baptist University teaching the incoming um, first year, second year master's level social work students and also some undergrad in medical social work. Um, and then the filmmaking part of it was really, it really came from the community that came, the idea of the film came from teen parents. My, my research topic was on barriers to health equity in maternal health um, for black pregnant teens. And it was the black pregnant teens who said that access to healthcare doesn't look like access for an adult who is choosing between a hospital like out here, which is like a more stable hospital is a Cedar Sinai versus the county hospital, which is like a Harbor UCLA. That's how we would define as adults access to healthcare teen parents say, I can go to a clinic. It's how I'm treated when I get there becomes the barrier because of the stigmas and the biases makes me not want to get prenatal care. I don't want to keep coming back. So they end up using the emergency room as their prenatal care or they forbid prenatal care until it's time for them, them to deliver. And then you have these kids that are premature or they have some health challenges. And then we have this bigger problem of um, what I call black adolescent maternal health. You know, we talk about maternal health right now and black maternal health is a big topic, but what we're missing is this population of, of adolescents, which is a subgroup um, who are really suffering and dying because of pregnancy related complications. So the problem goes bigger. So it was their idea to bring this, this topic, this concern to life through film. Now, they didn't say a documentary. They said TikTok, right? So because they're kids. So they're like, let's do TikTok videos. Let's just bring awareness. And so that's how I entered into the film space um, to create my first film in, in, in that topic. But yeah, so I'm a part of a lot of organizations. Um, I sit on a lot of boards to try to get this topic um, you know, in the forefront. Um, mm -hmm. And I also address issues of like suicide and maternal health and, and just suicide in general, because I am a suicide loss survivor. So, yeah. Sure. That's a, that's very, uh, you're a very inspiring person. Um, so how about this? Um, anything that you haven't done yet that you're planning on doing? Um, no, I think I think um, I'm enjoying the film space. Okay. And so, um, and I didn't know that I was going to enjoy it as much. I have, I found something that I'm just like, wow, you mean to tell me you can tell this story? Uh -huh. Although I've gotten like 16 hours of footage and I shrink it down to 29 minutes, which almost seems crazy, but I enjoyed every bit of it. So I, I'm really trying to enter into this space to bring social problems that we deal with every day right. in a documentary format to life um, so that we can start to have some of these hard conversations um, but it's, you know, motivated through film. So that's where I'm well, at right now. I, I, I absolutely love that. So let's, let's do this before you go. Let's plug your film. Let's plug your book. Uh, let's plug your social media. How can folks keep up with you, support you, donate, you know, uh, learn more, et cetera. Yes. So 
it's my name, Draytana Maddox. I'm the only one in the world that yeah. has that name. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm found on all social media outlets under my name, Draytana Maddox. Um, my organization, purposelychosen.org um, and .com, um, I can be found there. Um, and so that's all my contact information. My film is called Worth One Salt. And, um, and so, like I said, it's inspired from the teen moms um, talking about these barriers to healthcare. And so I'm rolling that out now. Um, I'm in talks with the National Association of Social Work to start to um, promote that film on a larger scale. Um, and so, yeah, so that's where I can be found. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on today yeah. and discussing these very important issues. Uh, Godspeed on your journey. Again, you are an inspiring person and it has been a joy uh, to talk to you. And of course, I think I'm a little bit more comfortable knowing that you're out there fighting a good fight for all of us. So again, Godspeed on your way. Once again, our guest today is the founder and executive director of Purposely Chosen Inc., Dr. Jaytana Maddox. And before we go, I'll leave you with this. Quote, challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew, unquote. Shattering racial stereotypes in the 70s, this quote from actor and activist, the late great Cicely Tyson, is one that comes to mind in reflections of Dr. Maddox's personal story and in regard to the philosophies and ideals that she and her organization work to share with and ingrain into the young women that they work with. With her timeless testimony, her compassionate and hopeful attitude, and a clearly impenetrable purpose, Dr. Maddox showcases what's possible. Overcoming challenges and discovering the new, Dr. Maddox breathes more life into the following quote from our forever first lady, attorney and author, Mrs. Michelle Obama. The quote reads, history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. With that in mind, from here, let us commit to leaving today's conversation courageous, hopeful, and inspired to goodness, underscoring Dr. Drayton Maddox as the example. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson, co-produced by Maggie B. Nowen. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience 
Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences, with fewer people, and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited-time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.